What you are about to hear is a labor of love, our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right. Wow. So we've been through eight parts of this top 100 records of the decade list. We are up to part nine. We've got 20 more albums to talk about. I'm excited. Are you? I know you're anxiously anticipating what the hell number one could be, and I'm a little curious myself. No kidding, I I know what it is, but uh, this will distract you momentarily until we get to said number. And starting here at number 20 uh, with a gentleman that's already appeared on this countdown earlier on. I think his best album of the decade was this one right here. The album is called Horns and Halos. It is the seventh solo album by Michael Monroe. Michael Monroe, one of my favorite frontmen, singers of all time, going all the way back to the Hanoi Rocks days. He is one of the true living embodiments of rock and roll right here. This is one of those songs that definitely proves my point. So here you go, kicking off part nine of the top 100 albums of the decade. This is Michael Monroe with 18 Angels. Circle around your head 
right, there you go. Michael Monroe kicking off part nine of the top 100 records of the decade right there from the album Horns and Halos. His seventh official solo album came out on August 23rd of 2013. No production credit given. Yeah, all right. Going over to number 19, this guy's highest entry in the top 100, but all three of his solo albums from this decade made it into my top 100. Not just playing favorites here. Guy puts out quality rock and roll albums. Should definitely look up all of his stuff. Talking about C.J. Wildheart, of course, from the Wildheart's family tree. My favorite of his three albums, just by a hair, uh, was the album Robot. That was his second studio album. Came out on March 11th of 2016, and uh, it's a killer album. I mentioned on the previous part when I played something from Blood, there's a Split Ends cover of their big hit, I Got You, on there. Uh, But, man, this thing is chocked full of rock and roll greatness. Here's my current favorite song off of the album right here. This is Control-Alt-Delete. Take one minute and look at your life Reflect on all the heartache, the trouble and strife You better cut the line What are you waiting for? I know you want to try But you gotta forget it Can't control, all delete Can't fix it and edit Don't you fight no more You don't have to be a whore Nothing left 
right, the great C.J. Wildheart right there from his album Robot. That was Control-Alt-Delete. Go get it. Uh, moving on to another band that I played on the previous episode as well, just edging out their other album, just by maybe a point, uh, was the Foo Fighters and the album Concrete and Gold. Now, I think this album actually did pretty decently commercially and even on the radio. Not even sure what the singles were on here because... To me, almost everything on this album sounds like a hit record. Uh, so I, I, I probably need to go and check in and see what were the singles on this. I just didn't in advance. I could tell you the album came out on September 15th of 2017, produced by a guy named Greg Kirsten, who's known for producing pop records for the most part. Uh, but man, you know, I didn't hurt this band in any way with me. Matter of fact, I think it was a massive improvement over Sonic Highways. I gave that album a few chances and it just did nothing for me. Uh, but this album, Concrete and Gold and Wasting Light, were two excellent records that the Foo Fighters put out in this last decade. Uh, so man, uh, the, the difference between the two albums... Uh, in, there's definitely like a cool like kind of almost rawness to wasting light even though it does have like hit record sounding songs on there this one's got more epic sounding more takeoff more flight uh so it's a different kind of album than wasting light but it's still true to what you should expect from the foo fighters these two albums represent the best type of foo fighters and uh you know there are other albums that really hit that mark uh color in the shape sentimental favorite uh there's nothing left to lose and In Your Honor. Those are the other ones I think that are really worth getting. Uh, so this album is along with that group, that 50-50 fandom that I have for the catalog. So from their ninth studio album, Concrete and Gold, this is the Foo Fighters with the song Arrows.
by Arrows by the Foo Fighters. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I do a lot of air drumming in the car when the Foo Fighters and albums like this come on, for sure. It just makes you feel like you're in that arena playing those drums or those guitars. It's great. That's what all good rock and roll should do, anyway. All right, we're going to get into something completely different right here. And, you know, I, I said I didn't include the Dwight Yoakam album on the list because, you know, this is a rock show quote-unquote. And this album isn't so much a rock album at all. Uh, It's done by a guy who's known for playing heavy metal. And this is one of the real oddities of the decade. But I don't think enough people realize that this album exists, so I wanted to put it on this list uh, kind of on principle, but also just on what I think is like the re-listenability of this. Uh, it's, It's a really truly great piece of art, and and uh, so I have to give it up for this record. Uh, this is from Devin Townsend, but it's officially not under his name. Uh, he did this album with an artist named Che Amy Dorval, and it's under the name The Casualties of Cool. And this is their only album so far. I hope they do more. But this is one of those albums that I was kind of telling people, man, it, you have to put everything aside to put this record on. Like, this is one, it doesn't really work in the car. I don't think it does. I mean, unless you're driving by yourself at like, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, then it probably works there. But it kind of might put you to sleep. Not that it's a boring record, but it's just one of those that's so atmospheric and so like, woof. And, you know, he's basically saying that this was his country album when he was working on it. But it's definitely otherworldly. It's got that thing that Z2 has. It's very sci-fi sounding, but it's also Americana. It's that's the only way I can really describe it. So let me just go ahead and play something from it. Uh, and by the way, uh, the last time I did this one top to bottom was on heavy nitrous at the dentist office. I recommend if you have to do it anyway. <laughs> so yeah. So from their self-titled record, this is the Casualties of Cool with Mountaintop.
Yeah, and probably gets the best album cover of the Decade Award, or at least it's on the short list of the best album covers of the Decade, because it's just a picture of like an old-timey radio, and it, it's covered in like moon dust. It looks like it's on the moon. You know, it's it's not plugged in, but it's this radio that's got this like you know white dust on it with the rocks under it. So yeah, that's pretty much what this album sounds like. It's like music to play on the moon. <laughs> but there you go. Hope you liked that. Hope you're curious enough to check out the record. Casualties are cool. There you go. Probably a good time right now to get into the halftime show, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it real quick. Not a whole lot to talk about as far as albums I cut off for 2018, so I'm just going to do a few here. Uh, the Damned, Evil Spirits, just barely missed the top 100. And I wanted to talk about them for sure. That was one of my favorite shows that I saw the whole decade. The Damned haven't lost a beat at all. They're still killing it, so go support them. I, I really enjoyed Night Flight Orchestra's latest album, Sometimes the World Ain't Enough. And I think it was one of those things like I did with a few other artists, apparently with the exception of the Wild Arts Family Tree. But it's something I cut off the top 100 pretty much only because they had a lot of representation on the countdown anyway. And man, it was really hard to make cuts. So that was one of the albums that got the axe. But it's definitely totally worth checking out. Not a terrible drop in quality from their previous albums. Not as good as their middle two, but also still really good. So yeah, Night Flight Orchestra... Sometimes the world ain't enough. One of the biggest surprises for me of the decade was how much I enjoyed uh, the 2018 self-titled album by the Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Scott Weiland in the Stone Temple Pilots, and I was like, man, they should really hang that name up since he died. Uh, but I gotta say, and I was really pissed that they were using Chester Bennington for a while in the band. Ugh, hated that. But uh, yeah, this new guy, man, just has it. Like, he does justice to the old songs, and they put out a good album here. So I think it w- I think it's definitely worth your time. And also, the ballad on there, The Art of Letting Go, is one of my favorite, favorite songs of the entire decade. That is a beautiful song. Damn near made me cry the first time I listened to it. Anyway, uh, a fun album that I enjoy, and plus, I'm a big fan of this person as a disc jockey on uh, the aforementioned on other episodes, Little Steven's Underground Garage, Palmyra Del Ren, the album, Come Spy With Me. Uh, a lot of fun. I got it later on here last year, uh, but I've been listening to it, and I enjoy it. It's a, it's a fun little old-school kind of psychedelic pop rock album, and uh, one of my favorite songs of the decade in there, Tape the Nickel to the Tone Arm. It's a lot of fun. It's got that great old 60s party rock vibe going on. So there you go, Palmyra Del Ren. And yeah, there you go, that was easy. Uh, last two years, honestly, I haven't listened to as many albums as I did the other years. But, uh, you know, you can't listen to them all. You can't play them all. Okay. What was that? That was like Ringo Starr mixed with Sean Connery. Alright, moving on here. Getting into number 16. We are into the teens. I can't believe it. It's actually happening. This is happening for sure. Uh, This is a band that definitely had a lot of spotlight on them over the last decade or so, especially in the last few years. Uh, Pretty much due to uh, putting out popular covers now at this point. Not so much uh, for their originals anymore, but it was definitely a shame when it came to a couple of their albums from this last decade. I'm talking about Weezer. And I, I really enjoyed the Everything Will Be Alright in the end album. I thought that was a really quality record. Uh, even though they put out like five records this last decade. But the two truly great ones were that one and this one right here. Which is officially a self-titled album. But of course more commonly and famously known as the White Album. Yes, they finally committed to the white color in their self-titled album canon right there. And uh, this to me is, you know, probably after, you know... 
you know, I'm not I'm not living in the bubble of the first two albums. I love the first two albums, but I think they've put out a lot of worthwhile material since then. And people are definitely shortchanging themselves and the band by only saying that the first two albums are uh, of merit or of any kind of merit, which is stupid and very uh, very snobbish, honestly. Uh, but they should definitely check out the White Album because it's one of the best things they've ever done. And speaking of those two albums, the producer of the album, Jake Sinclair, even mentioned how much he loved those first two albums too, and he was going to make an album that would prove to fans of those albums that they could still make albums like that, and I think they definitely proved that point. Uh, Non-satirically, this album came out on uh, April 1st of 2016, and yeah, it's easy to spot. It's got Weezer, it's white, it's got them standing on the beach. Uh, It's a great uh, symbolic cover for the album. Apparently, Rivers wrote a lot of the album based around the beaches of Los Angeles. Supposedly, the concept of this is that he would uh, hit up people on social media, like meetup sites, like I think even Tinder and stuff like that, and would just meet up with fans and have conversations with them. And apparently, he wrote songs loosely based off of the people he just met. So... This must have been an interesting day with this particular song. And this, I keep going back to this song. It is the stupidest song title, but it is a super catchy-ass rock and roll song. So here you go. To represent the Weezer self-titled White Album, this is Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory.
All right, there you go, Weezer, from their self-titled album, a.k.a. The White Album. That was Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. Go get that record. I think he truly peaked his Brian Wilsonisms on the song Endless Bummer, the closer on the album. Beautiful closer. Just a cool record. There's a couple of the more experimental songs in there that I'm not a big fan of, but it is near perfect, that album. Near perfect. Coming in at number 15 is the highest ranking solo album here by Ginger Wildheart on the countdown. Played you a lot of stuff from the Wildheart's family tree, including earlier on in this same episode. But uh, Ginger's the man. This album came out officially, I believe. Uh, there's a couple of different release dates. Th- there's a long story kind of attached to this, but I'll try to give you the uh, Reader's Digest or People Magazine version here. This album came out officially, it looks like, on June 25th of 2012. So it's kind of representing two different releases, this entry right here, even though it's the same record. Okay, let's go back here. So back before Pledge Music ripped everybody off and fucking buried themselves, which was very unfortunate because I was a really big fan of a lot of the bands. They were putting stuff on Pledge Music and it just, it proved to be a great business model for people like Ginger who have never really made it on the major labels but have an extremely loyal cult following and I am in that cult for sure. So Ginger put up this pledge for a new solo album and before it even had a title, uh, the pre-order like just, met its goal I think within a day or two if that and so the original idea was well shit I made 100% of the goal like in no time so of course I'm going to put out this album as soon as possible like he was already working on it but I mean geez how how could you expect to hit 100% of your sales goal (laughs) he broke a record for the site too so initially he was like I'm going to call the album 100% and the pledges just kept coming And eventually, by the time they got to the cutoff, it had hit about 555% of the goal. So because it was such a big success, you know, Ginger, he doesn't do anything half-ass and he he goes real hard. He was like, okay, this is now a triple album. (laughs) So if you did the pledge and bought it directly on there and all this other stuff, blah, 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 then you got the triple album if you were a pledger. Uh, If you... And he was going to put the album out, you know, of course, on different platforms anyway. Uh, But basically, the one that you see around and about on all the different platforms is going to be under the name 100%. So 100% is basically just a best of of the three album version of 555%. So officially for this entry, I'm making it about the 100% album. Of course, I own the triple album. Number one, triple albums are hard to score because they're long. And, you know, there's a little bit of filler on it. But overall, I love it as a fan. So yeah, I did kind of rig it in the sense that I wanted this album to do well. And by picking the 100% album to put in the list, figured I was doing it a favor there. And yeah, it is the best of the best of those three for sure. I think they even did a fan vote to get it down to the the one album track listing. So it's all a fan-friendly, beautiful, organic thing that happened. And, you know, I was just glad it was a success for him. And I think he put some amazing material together some of the best he's ever done his entire career obviously he was inspired in a very positive way and that's good uh so it's hard to pick a song on this list and i'll probably say that a whole lot especially ad nauseum for the rest of this countdown uh but yeah i was originally going to go with the opening track and i have played it on the show before a song called forget about it but i really like this one also it's a little mellower but it's got this killer bridge and chorus on there 
And uh, I think, I don't know who somebody, I saw somebody online say this, but they said that the bridge reminded them of a favorite song of mine. I'll tell you after the song so I don't maybe quote unquote ruin it. Uh, but here you go. I think this, they went with this as kind of the single, or at least I saw iTunes give it away for free the week it was out. So here you go. Really cool song right here. Um, not as crazy hard rock sounding as some of Ginger's other stuff. With that being said, it's not missing a whole lot of what you know him for. So here's Ginger Wildheart with Lover, It'll All Work Out.
right there you go ginger Wildheart with lover it'll all work out from the album 100% or also from the album 555% I recommend 555 you can find it. I think it's still well it's not on pledge pledge isn't a thing anymore well Jesus I uh, check uh, I think it's on roundrecords.com round-records.com that's where all the ginger stuff is if you can download 555% then definitely do it I recommend it settle for 100 if you have to and yeah the song in question that the bridge sounds like and then when i heard i was like yeah that guy's right was it has a little bit of the melody of arthur's theme by christopher cross on there so great pull one of my favorite songs ever all right moving on here shooting back over to sweden for another entry by refused this is their peak entry right here on the top 100 and their fourth studio album oh man i've been a bad host by the way that was weezer's 10th studio album go figure good number right there that's a good number 10 uh, but yeah, Refuse's fourth studio album called Freedom. This was their comeback album, their first album in over 15 years. It came out on June 29th of 2015, produced by Nick Lanay, Shellback, and Michael Ilbert. Yeah, okay. Uh, but man, it sounds like they kind of didn't miss a beat. There's like almost a little bit of modern nuance in it, but you can tell it's the same old Refuse, and that's a good thing. Like I said, so glad they came back with all the political strife that's going on. It's a band that I need in my life. And uh, they kick all the ass once again. So there you go. This is Refused from the album Freedom with Old Friends New War. I clutch the worn out year of my birth. Heard it with the herd. I whisper through the new neck lips. I was born. And centuries surround me with I close the wound out here on my birth Heard it with the hurt I whisper through anemic lips I was born And centuries surround me with
Refused, Old Friends, New War, from the album Freedom. Go check that one out. It was hard to pick a track on that. Much like it really has been for the last 30 entries or so on here. But there you go. Number 14, the top 100 records of the decade. Moving over to Lucky number 13, with a band that I saw live twice touring under this record. And uh, I was surprised it didn't make the top 10. It's so freaking good. I love this album. I've listened to it so much. Just uh, the whole experience right there. And uh, definitely their debut album was very, very good too. But it was one of those things where I didn't spend enough time with it this decade. So that's really probably the only thing that really kept it out of the top 100 this decade. Their latest album did not score top 100 on purpose because it was not a very good follow-up to this amazing album right here. I say all that to say the sophomore album by the band Nothing. Yes, just Nothing. The album is called Tired of Tomorrow. came out on May 13th. 2016, produced by Jeff Ziegler, Dominic Palermo, Brandon Seta, and Will Yip. A lot of producers there. I think some of those guys are in the band. <laughs> uh, but this album, it is, I guess I probably should call it the alternative album of the decade for me, as far as like, you know, a band that might make its way onto the radar of like your pitchforks of the world and, and shit like that, Consequences Sound. Uh, yeah kind of a little bit for everybody for anybody that has a guitar in their band i guess uh people have called this band shoegazy uh, alternative metal i don't know how to describe them i had to use a bunch of different bands <laughs> so i was like here's a little bit of this a little bit of that but that's good if you, if you can't really pinpoint and and name a band with one band then you're probably doing it right you know and if you can do that then you're greta van fleet okay uh but yeah nothing uh, an original yet kind of familiar sound, but I love it. Uh, yeah, I'll come up with some names and I'll do it at the end of the song here. But uh, I think you should definitely get Tired of Tomorrow by Nothing. Philadelphia's finest right here at the moment. So uh, a great song here to represent this album. The song is called ACD, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder.
All right, there you go. Nothing and all of their wall of sound glory right there. That was ACD, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder, from the album Tired of Tomorrow. Go get that record. All right, just showing you what kind of rock brain I have. We're moving over to something completely different. There you go. Rest in peace, Terry Jones. So these last two entries right here, definitely in my like top five short list of favorite new bands of the decade. Uh, so it's good that they're right here positioned just right. And like now, yeah, now as of like the last three albums, we're listening to albums that I listened to over and over and over again. So these are the true top albums of the decade. Uh, this is the album that made me a fan of this band. I've said this before on the show, but real quick story. I'm a big fan and listener of the Danko Jones podcast. I think it's called the official Danko Jones podcast just to be technical there so yeah I remember when the episode that had a guy named Bjorn Strid come up on the thing I was like well I'm not familiar with this guy but I've listened to every episode and he's always made it compelling so I stuck with it and I was like I think I heard this guy's band before he's in a band called Soil Work uh, but as he was talking throughout the interview he was just saying you know I wanted to do this band because you know not that there's anything wrong with the band that I'm in or the band that I was talking to some of these other guys from other bands but we wanted to do something that was like a throwback to like classic rock and write really catchy songs that bordered on pop and AOR rock and stuff like that so I'm like okay I'm listening I'm listening and yeah he just sold it for that entire hour and I was like man when I get home I'm gonna like pull this up and see what I think and then uh, threw down this song right at the end of the interview just as he had piqued my interest they play this song completely sold me on the band you know in this like six minutes right here that I'm about to play great uh it to me this sounds like the sequel to Journey Separate Ways my favorite Journey song uh it's just it's awesome and it's one of those bands where if you're looking for irony and humor you'll find it uh, but otherwise, if you lived through this music, then this is also your new favorite band. They just totally get it. And they come from that school where they're compelled to know it both ways. And I appreciate that. So I say all that to say, here's the Night Flight Orchestra with the song Waiting for the Nighttime. You're just living for the nighttime, aren't you?
coming in at number 12 for the top 100 records of the decade from the album Skyline Whispers. That was the Night Flight Orchestra with Waiting for the Nighttime. That was their second album. They're up to their fourth album now with a fifth on the way. They seem to be putting one out pretty much every year now at this point, so very excited for my continued fandom of the Night Flight Orchestra. That is definitely the one song I would play to be like, this is what this band represents. This is what they sound like. Uh, That being said, they have diversified their sound even over the last couple of records. You know, kind of going through the the pocket of 75 through 85 rock. A little bit of disco, a little bit of yacht rock, a little bit of everything, man. It's like, you know, I always say they they put a bunch of artist names in a hat. They just pick a random one out for the day. It's like, okay, today we're going to write a song that sounds like a foreigner song. Today we're going to write an Elton John song or a Kiss song. That's kind of what the band sounds like. They sound alike, but not too much alike song by song, and I love that. All right, and of course, one of my other favorite newer bands of the decade was Ghost. No surprise here if you're a longtime friend of the show, or even if you've just been listening to this top 100, and that alone, you'll know that I'm a fan of Ghost. This was the one that kicked it off. I was lucky enough to kind of come in here on the first album, about a half a year or so after it came out. Never looked back. Opus Eponymous really set the tone for this band and, and you know what their sound is. It sounds like they're on old boards with old instruments, and they totally get it. Love everything about the debut. Uh, if you can get your hands on the bonus track, the import bonus track where they cover the Beatles' Here Comes the Sun, that is one of the best covers you will ever hear in your life. Uh, but this was the one that sold me for sure. I was like, this is the best Blue Oyster Cult song that they never wrote. And uh, proof positive right here. Here is Ghost with Ritual.
closing off part nine of the top 100 records of the decade the official rock strikes 10 top 100 right there that was ghost from the album opus eponymous and the song ritual the one that really kicked it off for me love it love it love it all right man that's a hell of a 10 song list if i do say so by definition the next one's supposed to be better i don't know how it's gonna be better but i guess i'm gonna have to guarantee that it is so join me won't you up to part 10 where we will count down the official top 10 rock albums of the last decade and uh yeah i hope you like it till then i'm gonna send it over to my better half nola for the plugs take it away nola we would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today you can reach us on facebook or twitter we love getting messages and always do our best to respond every time you share our show we give our cat willow an extra treat we are on twitter at rockstrikes10 and the direct email is rockstrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rockstrikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message us for more details or to order. U.S. or APO boxes only. For now. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all of the episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, please check out our other quality shows, including The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative, the Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl podcast, with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.